Hello, everybody. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Jay Walker. Did you have a late light, late night last night watching your team? And uh, it's a tough loss for the old Dodgers last night. You had to start with that, didn't you? I just got to get it out of the well, way. They lost the series last night. I got to get it It's out of really the way. simple. They lost the series last night. Why? Um, you know, the one to nothing loss, Max Scherzer just pitched his butt off last night. And uh, you can't score a run for him. And so now, you know, you're down two games to one. You've um, you've already used Bueller and Urias Scherzer. Uh, so you're going to have to bullpen it tonight. And then if you manage to get that done, then you got to go back to San Francisco and give Bueller another chance. No, series ended last night. It's uh, They're done. They're done. They're finished. Yep. Who that is down right now actually has a chance to come back? Because I feel like, well, I feel like the, the, the Rays lost the series last night too. Rays lost the series last night, even though they didn't technically I lose think, it. Yet, I think the one it. team that might have a chance to come back is Milwaukee. Okay. Um, I, uh, I think you know, I, I don't think the White Sox can beat the Astros. Um, so, yeah, if 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 there's a team that has a chance to come back, I think it's Milwaukee. Rays, uh, Rays look good. Yeah, I got a a, a message from a um, a listener. Said Braves win yesterday three nothing. First time in the history of Major League Baseball playoffs that every run in a game came from one pitch. Pretty amazing to think after 120 years you can still have firsts. Wow. One 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 swing is all it takes sometimes. Well, one That's swing what you were was all for last night. Yeah. <sighs> Anything else stand out to you from the playoffs thus far? Um, I mean, the Dodgers-Cardinals well, game was great. I know that was last week. But it was, that was a great yeah. game. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, when pl- when the playoffs started, my team to win the World Series was Tampa Bay. I know. Okay, and and um, very impressive by the Red Sox. You know, who who were the heroes? You know, for Boston, it's Kike Hernandez. For the Braves, it was Jock Peterson. Who were mm-hmm. they playing for last year? Oh, yeah, that would be the Dodgers. A lot of Dodger flavor in this postseason. Yeah. ESPN 1420. All right, we're going to talk, obviously, about the Cajuns and the Mountaineers before we do that. John Gruden. Uh, Frank Caliendo just lost about 30% of his stand-up bit. <laughs> I did Jay Gruden, by the way, guys, not John, but that's probably dead, too. Misogynistic, homophobic, racist, a lot of bad stuff in there. And what I'm about to say is not in any way absolving him at all. All right. Judgment day for him is all bad. There is no bleeping way that in the 650,000 emails that the Wall Street Journal had access to, that John Gruden was the only notable name that wrote something offensive. The emails were scoured through by an investigation that was supposed to investigate one Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington football team, not John Gruden, who at the time was an employee of ESPN, which is funny. ESPN sitting there talking a whole bunch about John Gruden, whether he you know belongs somewhere. It's like all this happened when he worked for you, by the way. It was your highest paid employee. The NFL is run by the owners. Owners wanted that to get out. And 
My guess is there are some other things they're holding on to. They'll use it behind the scenes when it serves them. Maybe they want to Gruden out, so they leak one. It's racist. Probably should have resigned right there. Asked Mark Davis to fire him. He didn't. They're like, okay, we're going to release more stuff. Then Gruden has to resign. There may be more to come out of this, but it's not going to be about Daniel Snyder because the league is run by the owners, and if anyone else gets buried or has their career ended because of this, it'll be a coach or a GM or someone like that. Yeah, I'll go with that. I agree with you. Although there was, I mean, I read all of that last night. I must really hate Roger Goodell because the stuff that he said about Goodell kind of made me laugh. Same. <laughs> I like how before last night, like it was after the stuff about Smith came out last week, and I was like, oh, he's got to resign. And then everyone was like, oh, I believe him. He probably didn't mean it. Whatever. Um, they were like, he also said bad things about Goodell. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> but Goodell sees that. Some owners see it. And, um, there you go. And look, there's 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 a possible there's a possible angle here where Mark Davis maybe actually was like, okay, guys, well, this isn't enough for me to technically get out of the contract. I'll still have to pay him. So maybe really, you could go a lot of different places about why. I'm just telling you that there ain't no way in all those emails it was only Gruden. Owners, man, we are in agreement. The NFL, they're running the show. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Louisiana and Appalachian State tonight. Any attendance predictions? No. I think it's going to be a bigger crowd than it was two years ago for the Wednesday night game against App State. And that was, a, that was a good crowd. I agree. Um, the weather is... Weather's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Um, the opponent... How many times have they played since Coach Napier's been here? Six? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, Apps kind of owned the series with the exception of last year, but if you win two in a row, now the narrative changes. Not to, oh, well, the Cajuns own it, but it, it, it sort of gets rid of the idea that Apps had their number. You're probably, at least in the West, you're playing for, you want to host the Sunbelt Conference Championship game? That's that's probably on the line tonight. I mean, uh, maybe. Tell you what, if you win, you're sitting pretty there. No, if you win, you're sitting pretty, but you still aren't going to host the championship game unless Coastal loses to App State next week. Because if both teams are 8-0, the ranking, the college football playoff ranking, is the tiebreaker. But if you lose tonight, don't don't you? I mean, if, if you lose tonight, you're going to travel anyway. That, that's but what you, I, that's what but that's you, my that's but my you point. Might, but you, I think the chances are better than 50-50. You're going to travel regardless. I got you. My point is, if you lose so much, yeah, fun, that's, that's yeah. What I I'm mean that saying. that yeah, that's what you're playing for is is the possibility that you can still host the championship game. Now, I'm going to say this about last year: you're playing in bad elements. It's cold. It's cold. Okay, your long snapper four times snaps it over somebody's head. Okay, and you still win the football game. Mm-hmm. All right, the Cajuns really, I thought with exception of their own mistakes, I thought they kind of dominated that game last year. 
they're going to have to play by far their best game of the year to have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do that, they will have an opportunity to win the football game. But this is a much more dynamic Appalachian State team than what the Cajuns have faced in the past. You know, you had you had very smart quarterbacks at App State that it seemed like every time they needed to complete a pass, they completed one. Now you got a guy who's capable of throwing for 350 yards. Chase Price. And you've got three receivers that are super seniors in Jalen Virgil and Corey Sutton and Thomas Hennigan, all three of whom are very, very good receivers. It is uh, the Cajun defense will be tested like they haven't been tested since Texas. In fact, this App State offense might be a little better than the Texas offense that the Cajuns faced. Um, A lot of things are going to have to go their way. But having said all of that, if the Cajuns go out and play the way the Cajuns are capable of playing, and we haven't seen it this year, but we know that they're capable. If they do that, this is going to be a football game. They need to have their best game of the season without question, to yeah. your point. Um, they, some would say they haven't even really scratched the surface. And when I hear that, I, I get concerned rather than, oh, yeah, maybe it's like, why not? You know, I think the the extra two days is uh, extra couple of days rather is very beneficial in this regard, especially when you're coming off back to back road games. Um, and <sighs> there is so much about tonight's game that are going to tell you about this team this season. Um, I think App State's a, a five point betting favorite for whatever that is. That's betting, but. That's not a surprise based on how these two teams have played. You talked about them being more dynamic. They're throwing for 285 a game. They're also rushing for just under 200. They can do it offensively in multiple ways. And I think the secondary tonight uh, in particular, who I was very high on before the season, I don't think they have reached their potential this year yet. And I think the front seven has had some really good games for UL. Uh, I think the secondary is going to need to have their best game of the season. But I also think there is a lot of talent there. And uh, if they do it tonight from a defensive standpoint, maybe App doesn't reach that 481-yard average they're getting per game. But, you know, the Cajuns are allowing, I think, just over 400. I think the secondary tonight, they have their best game of the season on that side of the ball because I, I know the front seven and what they're capable of. Yeah, they're, um, you know, Last week, they were facing Jalen Tolbert, who's probably the best receiver in the league. Um, these guys, I don't think, are going to run away from you, but they got more of them. They're experienced. They don't drop passes. It's just about moving okay. the chains. They're, they're Offensively, they're very good. You know, they've got, you know, Bear Hunter is an, uh, is a, an all-conference Offensive lineman, Cameron Peoples and Nate Noel. Nate Noel leads the league in rushing, okay? He doesn't even start. Cameron Peoples is the starter. And then, on top of that, there's a name from our past, Datrick Harrington, who was their guy a year ago before he got injured midway through the season. He may play for the first time this year tonight. 
Um, App State is a solid football team. And we haven't even talked about their defense where the best player in the Sunbelt Conference resides. DeMarco Jackson's the best player in this league. Offense, defense, special teams, I, I don't care. He, best he, player in the league. He's there. All right. So second on their team in tackles is Nick Hampton. He has 26 tackles this year. Uh-huh. DeMarco Jackson is their leader with 54. Yeah. More than double between first and second. He also has four sacks. Uh, he has an interception. Averages double-digit tackles per game. Guys, guys all over no, the no, place. No, he's a man. He's okay. all over the place. Uh, yeah, he's the guy defensively tonight. You're going to hear his name a lot, number 52. Um, 6 one two thirty. Great instincts, good speed, and as you said, best defensive player in the Sun Belt. Yeah. I, you know, look, one has to have his best game of the year. Okay. One, one has played well most of the time this year, but in every game, he's left plays on the field. He's left plays on the field. Sometimes okay. more than you can count on one hand. He has to, he's got to have his best game. And for those folks that have never totally given Levi credit, look at the last two years and how good this team has been. And that's how good Levi has been. Now, this is not all on him. You know, you've got a makeshift offensive line, um, your running backs are very young. But Levi's got to have his best game of the year. And 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 if he does, the Cajuns will be in the game. If he plays like he did last week, this is not going to be a pretty sight. Do you feel like Levi is sometimes too protective in terms of not making a mistake? It's not like his turnover ratio is, is high. It's not like no. he turns it over a lot. But sometimes it's like, he sh- a lot of times when you talk about the field, it's like, man, he should have just let it rip there. Um, is it the hesitancy of I'm just going to protect it here and, and live to fight another day, and maybe that mentality is too often utilized? Yeah, good question. And and, and it's not something that, that honestly I've thought a lot about. Um, you know, the reality of the situation is – Levi has always erred on the side of caution. Okay. I think that's a, a, a I, no, pretty good I, that, way to put it. it. He, he does. And when you have a Jamarcus Bradley or an Elijah Mitchell or Trey Regis, I think you can afford to do that. I think you can afford less this year, which is why their third down conversion is, 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 is not it's, good it's, as it it's, is. It's bad. Um, now, I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I'm not saying that Levi's got to go out and win the game tonight, okay, because I, I don't think that. But I think he's got to play really well tonight. I think he's got to kind of leave it on the field tonight if the Cajuns are going to have a chance in this one. This is a very good football team the Cajuns are playing tonight. The Cajuns, really, when you look at the schedule that they've had this year, there are two There are two teams on it that you say, boy, these are really good football teams. Texas is one. App State is the other. You know, I don't think, you know, look, there are teams on the schedule still that are, ooh, on any given day, they're pretty good. You know, I think Troy was bad enough to, to lose to ULM, but they're 3-3. Three and three. Um, You know, Texas State, be still my heart, 
uh, is hasn't lost a conference game yet. Um, but this is a very good football team. These guys are good. But it's a game that the Cajuns can win if they go out and play really well and very efficiently on offense. Don't give up big plays on defense. I also think the Cajuns have to win the turnover battle tonight. I don't think playing is enough. Well, you also got to take your chances when they're there. If uh, if you're Levi, he uh, statistically, he's solid. Mm-hmm. And I've I've said this before. It's like you can be watching a game and be like, man, you know, Levi. I feel like there's some more there. And then you look at the stat sheet, and it's like, whoa, he's thrown for over a thousand yards. You look at the you look at the, the the completion percentage. You look at a box score. You're like, he is. This is really really good. He's thrown for over a thousand yards. Sixty two percent completion percentage. Seven touchdowns, one pick. That's good numbers. And you watch the games, and he and Coach Nabier will say there's still some plays oh, out absolutely. there. absolutely. And, and, and that's that has been the story with Levi, um, certainly this season. And tonight would be a great night to just have his best game. Yep. Um, and, look, he's he's been in the program a while. He's a senior. He's the leader. He's the guy. So... All the ingredients are there. If he, it's there for him. If he doesn't have a great game tonight, we all know what's going to happen, okay? The, the ugly part of the fan base, and every school has an ugly part of the fan base, is going to say, okay, now it's time to play Chandler Fields, and, and the, which will be maybe the stupidest comment uh, ever made on a message board by any fan. Um. Levi's the quarterback. He's going to be the quarterback through game 14. and Because there's going to be a game 13, you understand, okay? The Cajuns are going to win the Western Division Championship. And then they're going to go to a bowl game. So he's the quarterback through game 14. and um, But he does need to go out and have a, a solid game tonight. Mm-hmm. ESPN fourteen twenty six thirty tonight four thirty pregame here on ESPN fourteen twenty from Learfield Hot one zero seven nine joins the pregame at five thirty. Bring your headset with you to Cajun Field. Um, this is the opportunity. This community, this fan base, everybody. If you're on the fence, get off the fence. Get out there. This is a big football game here tonight, and. Uh, Lots at stake. It's going to be fun. And if you're waiting to wake up, boy, tonight would be the great night for it to happen, man. Boy, and do you, can you imagine two years ago, okay, when these teams played at Cajun Field, it was a 10 to 7 game until the last two minutes of the game when App scored and made it 17 to 7 and, 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 and won the football game. Not going to be that way tonight, okay? Points are going to get scored in this game. What's your biggest concern? You already mentioned it, or it's something else. Well, I I got a lot of respect for that program. You know, I've made trips to Boone. Um, they've got a great fan base there. I mean, you you talk about a college town, okay? Boone, North Carolina, is a college town, and um, I I just think that they play regardless of where they play. 
they always play like they believe they're the better team. And I think they did that when they went to Miami. You know, Miami got a two-point win. They're only lost this year. I think you got to match their confidence. I think that you got to go out tonight and look at them and say, not in our house, okay? Um, because they're coming out with, I don't care. I don't care where the game is. We're better than you are. That's going to be their attitude coming in. Cajuns have to match the attitude. They got to play with a chip. They got to play with an edge tonight. Um, if they're going to have a chance to win this game. That's what I want to see out of this team. I want to see this team come out with an edge. ESPN fourteen twenty. That's Jay Walker. I'm Scott Prather. More on the Cajuns and the Mountaineers in the final segment. We'll hit it up a little bit later on this hour. But up next, terrible Tune Tuesday on ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Let's play ball. It's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Come Welcome back to the Great Scott Show. Scott Brady, Jay Walker. I wonder what Kim Ng thinks about that song. Who? Kim Ng. She's the uh, general manager. She loves it. Oh, I'm sure she does. Blair this thing all the time out in South Florida. Speaking of South Florida. All right, we're talking briefly college football coaches on the hot seat. Well, the most obvious one, obviously, is Coach O. And I think LSU's probably the most disappointing team thus far. Number two on that list is Manny Diaz at Miami. I agree. And now, you're a king is hurt, their quarterback. But I, 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 ex- I expected Miami to be much better than what they've shown. Anybody else on the hot seat, in your opinion? Uh, you know, I, I, I'd probably have to give this a little bit of thought. Look, you know, let's face it, you're going to have probably double digit coaching jobs open, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, who's, who's on the hot seat. I, I know that, um, team that the Cajuns played, you know, Ohio has won only one game with a, with a new head coach that was, you know, elevated from being a longtime coordinator that I know they're not happy there. Um, Rick stock still at middle Tennessee would be on the hot seat if they could afford to buy him out, but they can't. Because they ain't got the money. Um, you know, he's been there a long time. Football coaches don't usually last that long unless they're winning championship after championship. Yeah. And they were good when his son was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're not as, you know, not nearly as good um anymore. Uh I don't know. What any- about Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech? Uh six years now, and it's always hard when you replace a legend. It, it it with Fuente, it's every year he loses a game or two that makes you scratch your head, and then he beats somebody that also makes you scratch your head. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Um, I I don't think he's in a lot of trouble. No, um, but I but I think that you know fans are probably starting to get. They like to win over at Virginia Tech. Expect to win. Yep. 
Louisiana versus App tonight, both teams 4-1. and one. UL 2-0 and oh in Sunbelt, App 1-0 and oh in Sunbelt. App a five-point betting favorite. If you've tuned in late, we've uh, covered this game quite a bit. Dr. Maggard on with me in the 7 o'clock hour. Jay and I broke it down uh, in the first segment earlier this hour. What is, in your opinion, the biggest key? Is it, as you said earlier this hour, number one, or is it something else? No, I actually... You know, number one could go out and have a great game in the cage and still not win if they can't find a way to slow Appalachian State down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that uh, I think the key is the Cajun defense. Um, you know, I like the Cajun defense. They've been kind of a bend but don't break. They give up a lot of yards, but they make the big zone. plays when they need to make them, and they're going to need to make some big plays tonight. I um I I'm. Levi can have the best game of his career, but if the defense doesn't play well, I don't know that the Cajuns can win. I think uh, I, I my number one key is the secondary, but that's just a more narrow version of your key. I mean, really, I do think defensively, because I, I think while while so much focus is on the Cajun struggles on third down, understandably so, it's something you know they got to improve on, and and that starts with first and second down. App is so efficient offensively. If we're talking third and four, third and five, they're so good at moving the sticks. And if defensively you can get off of the field, if the defensive third down efficiency is good tonight, I think the Cajuns win. Um, App's good at just – it's it's not like okay, – I'm not saying they're not capable of big plays because they do have a quarterback in, in Bryce that can sling it, but they're just so efficient at those drives that just – they they wear you out, man, and so you get off the field on third down, and and you make this, you know, a punting game, and and you just that's that's the key tonight for me. You know, it's funny because App doesn't have a great third down conversion percentage because they don't get into third down all that often. I mean, that's you know, it, get them there and if get you, them off if the you, field. If you can get them to third down, you can maybe get them off the field. Um, but well, it's, it's getting them to third down, and then usually when they're there, it's you know, all right, you got a good shot here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I think that's I think that's a key tonight. They're just they're good, man. They're really good. Six thirty tonight, pregame at four thirty. Louisiana versus App State at Cajun Field. You can get tickets, uh, single tickets online. You can read about everything from parking to the setup to the schedule over at ESPN fourteen twenty dot com and the ESPN fourteen twenty app. You can get a McDonald's family four-pack of tickets, go to the Cajun Dome, four tickets to the game, twelve fifty each, and you get a bunch of coupons for food. Um, $2 beer tonight if you're of age. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Parking is free. The weather's going to be great, and it's going to be nationally televised on, on ESPN2. So get out there, man. This is a big moment for the program. This is a big moment for the university, and this is a big game tonight. And um, – Cajuns, as we both agree, Jay, they play like they have the first five games, they will lose. They have to play their best game of the season tonight for a shot. Correct. Little Kathy May 15? Yeah. Don't stop believing, Jay. That'll do it for the Great Scott Show. Tomorrow morning, we will have plenty to discuss in regards to tonight's UL game. Former Raging Cajun wide receiver James Butler, now a state trooper, Never shy to share his emotional opinions. He'll be in studio with me live tomorrow morning. We'll talk a lot of Cajuns. We'll talk a little Saints as well. In the meantime, I'll see you guys out of Cajun Field tonight. Jay, 
has the call for you from Learfield and right here on ESPN 1420 tonight. I'll hear your voice there as well. And uh, maybe come take a picture of you with a bird's eye view tonight. I like that. Up high in the press box. Don't go anywhere. Greeny's next. It's ESPN 1420. He took the midnight train, no way any.